Vampires, unlike other monsters of the popular imagination, have managed to creep into every Hollywood genre. Drama, romance, and comedy, thrillers containing social commentary, fantasy for the sake of spectacle, and of course you can't leave out the gore. Horror movies. People are still fascinated by the darkness more than they are by the light, for it is in those shadows where vampires thrive that we discover our insecurities. Are not the origins of the vampire insecurities? Why would good people who did everything right in their lives suddenly drop dead? Death and misfortune, we are irrevocably convinced, comes from evil. So, we aren't bothered when bad stuff happens to bad people. They deserved it, after all. But being confident in our moral righteousness when bad things happens to good people, we assume there must be an outside agent. The vampire therefore, is the antithesis of what we regard as an outstanding, cultivated, fully enculturated human being. Vampires infect the societies that we live in, spreading evil with their invasive behavior. They suck the blood out of us, but also the moral fiber of our culture. This is why a small German village in 1838 hunted down the vampire Nosferatu before he could corrupt their culture. Nosferatu the immigrant, who legally purchased land and sought to live among the people, was seduced by a young woman who understood the weaknesses of the vampire. Keep the vampire up late into the night, and when the sun rises, unable to make it back to his coffin, he will explode into a puff of smoke. And sure enough, Nosferatu, as was depicted by Murnau's classic silent film, creeped into the heroine's room stunned her with his black magic and proceeded to do what vampires do. Morning came, the sun rose, and the vampire was gone. But what the story seems to have forgotten is that vampires don't die from sunlight. They don't like it. It makes them weak, but it doesn't kill them. Either a story was fabricated to comfort the public, or perhaps the vampire was simply imagined in a dream. On the other hand, I wouldn't be surprised if the vampire was present, not in the flesh, but in some other demonic extraterrestrial realm. Anyhow, the vampire problem was indeed eliminated through other means. Nosferatu's coffin was quietly shipped away and then dropped into the Atlantic Ocean, sinking into deep abyss, back into the darkness where the beast belongs. The problem was swept under the rug, shifting the burden to future generations. For Nosferatu was not destroyed. The vampire was, in a way, deported and forgotten, only to resurface on the shores of the Han River, all the way on the other side of the world, in Seoul, South Korea. Two centuries later, Nosferatu II tells the story of the vampire, the immigrant, that threatens the moral fiber of Korean culture, and, as a result, reveals insecurities. That was episode three of the A Creations podcast. If you're interested in seeing Nosferatu 2, the movie, please check it out on my website at brianacrandall.com. 
Thank you for listening.